0: He made the He makes the catch. And he made the catch. Oh, he leaps and makes a spectacular catch. He's in and caught it. And he makes the catch. He did. He did. He did. He makes the catch. It's up
1: and he makes the catch. Welcome to the catch up with Jason Andy. Uh, I'm Andy Hare and Jace. I know Jace is going to chat very soon. Um, I I live down Geelong, Australia, and this is our brand new podcast. The podcast is designed to really have a look at uh, what's happened during the week to Jace Ferguson, uh, who's up there in Macau, and myself in, in education. And we simply chat about it, and we review it, and we reflect on what's happening and what is coming up. How are you going, Jace?
0: thanks andy uh thank you for that warm introduction uh yes uh so my name is jace ferguson i'm gonna be joining andy here in this podcast as you kind of reflect on kind of what's going on take a peek into what's going on in the future and kind of what's going on in our lives as not only educators but also as as like people as well because you have to remember like educators are people um so as andy uh, referenced i am in macau Right beside Hong Kong, I'm originally Canadian. Um, I've been actually international teaching the past five years. Before that, I was uh, 10 years in Alberta, Canada, uh, doing physical education. I was also doing some administration work. Um, Yeah, my career has kind of brought me here to to the International School Macau, which is Canadian curriculum, which is what I've been using the first parts of my career. And just kind of doing a lot of things in the physical education world and kind of helping everybody kind of navigate how things are going to be looking the 2020 and 2021 school year. It's going to be a great podcast, and I'm glad you guys can tune in. How are you doing, Andy?
1: Love that intro. Love that intro. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Um, in the middle of making games, uh, about to head out to my workplace to teach some of the children that we have. The rest I've already checked in with this morning uh, at their own houses. And uh, we're in, in the mode of trying to get kids active, but not actually being there to teach them, almost to be their motivators. Um, Hey, I'm intrigued. First uh, five years of your career as an admin curriculum writer. Can you explain that a little bit more?
0: Just hearing you speak about going back into work and getting your kids motivated and moving from your class to class is still surreal to me. Uh, We're still in the middle of, not in the middle, we're at the end of wrapping up our summer. I go back into the school next week to start our prep for our students who will be coming to us in person for the time being until we are told otherwise um yeah it's amazing some of the stuff that that you and other educators are doing to <clears throat> keep the students motivated while they're trying to learn and develop and be educated at home uh <clears throat> yeah that uh, the first part of my career almost seems like a lifetime ago it seems so long ago um yeah so the administration roles i had was not only was i teaching physical education but i also played a few different administrator roles as well uh, probably one of my favorite roles was being the vice president of the pedagogy and curriculum development for the, for the health and physical education council of Alberta, uh, where I had to work with a lot of great teachers, a lot of great people from around the province, developing some great resources, developing some great programs. And then that was also kind of kind of volunteered onto me and I was nominated for that. But the one that I really enjoyed was I was also our off-campus coordinator for the school. So I was half-time physical education teacher, half-time off-campus coordinator. And what an off-campus coordinator would do would be arrange off-campus work-life placements for students. Now, it seems a lot simpler than it is. So we had students who could go into school. They would actually maybe get some time away from the textbooks and during the school day to actually go work with some of these uh, some of the trades so like plumbers welders electricians i would coordinate that with the community uh community partners so the businesses around us i would also communicate that with alberta education and the students would not only get paid to go to work but they would also get high school credits so for a lot of these students who maybe academics wasn't their thing this was a great opportunity where they can go they can go be a millwright they could go chase their passion and learn about it while being in school and get paid for it uh there's also other a lot of things to it as well but for the most part it was really watching those kids be successful like that that part of it was amazing to watch it was just great to see the kids find their passion not only through that university route but through the trade school route as well oh ho, ho, ho. mega
1: mega mega deep and you are correct there. We are in the business of developing people. Um, And our framework when we go online is developing and completing tasks. And we're assessing upon those tasks. And and we don't have that personal uh, connection with the emotions that go into completing that task and the success that is around it and the driving... Um, questions and the discoveries and the um, the role models that go into looking at all of those things as well um, and <coughs> excuse me for a sec um, and looking at the the holistic way that our students develop and i really i really love that that you made that connection straight up and right up there is that Staying in person is the goal, and it's the goal of the community, it's the goal of the town, it's the goal of the uh, the state, and, you know, that's where we're reaching to. Um, I mean, it's unprecedented. Where Everyone speaks about it. We've never been in a situation like this, so we are um, scrambling towards it as well. Um, and I know that our friends in Singapore, they... They were very similar to the Victorians here where they sort of were ahead. They they went into uh, remote learning, they came back into schools, they went back in a second time. Um, and I believe that they're about ready to go as well back to school and hopefully stay um, in that in-person model. And um, yeah, that's where our fingers are crossed. We're, we're looking forward to that. So tell me um, your little one, um, does she is she a kinder at the moment? So if so, how are uh, how are you going to be coping there with that um, in school, but also out of school learning?
0: yeah you've made a really good comment about just the goal of everybody staying in person um i think that's just everybody's uh ultimate driving force right now is how do we keep everybody in person obviously there's bigger things at play here and it all depends how our governments respond to it but um yeah like everyone everyone's trying to do the best they can with the situation they've never been in before so it's well it also takes that degree of flexibility uh this year actually Sylvie, will, or my little one, she'll be going into JK, so this will be her second year of a uh, pre-kindergarten. Last year she was in pre-kindergarten, um, so she was in there in person and then they went to distance learning. And uh, it was actually not too bad. Uh, our teachers did a great job sending out kind of like a bingo worksheet of tasks and activities that um, students can do at home. Um, a lot of this, a lot of activities required parent guidance, so not only were we doing our own teaching with our own students' grade levels, but we're also teaching our little one her uh, lessons as well. And uh, they also did some Zoom uh, live face-to-face lessons, which if you've ever taught kindergarten, uh, you know their intention span is maxed out at five minutes on a good day. <laughs> so it was kind of interesting, but like hats off to those teachers who are doing that. Um, They're trying to keep it interesting, keeping students engaged, and they did a pretty good job for the most part. Uh, This year, going into it, um, our government has not really announced if uh, pre-kindergarten will be going back full-time. So our school has made accommodations where the students can still come in on a family-friendly basis. The where they can still get that that social development they can still develop their play our school is a very uh very focused on play-based learning for the younger ages she's not sitting there learning mathematics and they and uh, reading and writing they're learning about play social z- social justice uh creativity through play <clears throat> and it's a it's a great program it's one of the reasons why i i was on board with her going to school at such a young ages because it's very, very play-based. So I'm looking forward to her going back into school. And I know that she is. She's been talking the next few weeks about uh, going back into school and, and getting ready to see her new classroom and her new teachers and see her friends. So she's quite excited about it. And as does everybody, everyone's excited to go back into school and, and see the people that they have until summer.
1: Yeah, this is really cool. And um, I really love the fact that when you mentioned there the play-based education, that's something that's so special with many educators around the traps and um, and being able to go back in and feel that comfort side. I just finished a check out, oh, sorry, a check in there with uh, a number of students from my school and and that's where we're at at the moment. We, um, we sit here and we check in with the kids to make sure that they are okay and that they are still tracking well with their education at home, but at the same time then involving them in in those connections and those conversations with uh, education at home and encourage them to get up, get about, get playful, um, bring in that narrative of their day and then incorporate education into that rather than it be a separation where it's this and then that. And that's kind of the style um, that I, I teach by anyway, it's that play-based, it's that narrative-based. And I know that um, that you, along with myself, have the pleasure of um, being part of the upcoming uh, Vic Atschba virtual conference. Um, and I know you've got a couple of sessions um, that's going to be announced, I think, in the next week or so, um, that you're going to be involved in here in Australia, which is fantastic. And um, my session is all around that play-based narrative, for teaching fundamental motor skills. So it's the maximum buying. Um, So this brings us almost to the end of our show for episode one, Jason. It's been amazing. Um, For those listeners that are trying to work out exactly how Jason and I are doing this, um, we're not together. He's up in Macau. I'm down here in Australia. And we're drip feeding this conversation across a week. Um, to be able to have this back and forth. We've been throwing this idea around for probably two months and trying to get the right platform for it. We started with Voxer. It didn't really work too well. Um, I've then looped back around and found all these other platforms that weren't going to work and came back to Voxer. Um, So such an easy platform to do. And this show has probably taken about four, four and a half days to navigate through. Um, And it is just that friendly catch up conversation. Um so Jace, any final words from you, my friend, before we sign off on episode one?
0: Oh wow, the end of episode one already. Wow, that's uh time flies and you're having fun. Uh, it ties back in that whole play based educational approach. And yeah, like uh you were talking about it. Um <laughs> I there's that whole thing about playing but getting kids moving and the one thing that you commented on was During your at-home education experience, you're having the kids moving, but then they're looping back around that education piece, which I feel is such a huge, important piece. When the whole world switched over to online learning, I was seeing a lot of good resources out there about how to get kids active at home, which was great. Like, those are great opportunities. But I was always looking to see, okay, where's the follow-up? How do we ensure that there's learning and understanding happening? And when you say putting education back in physical education, like that's where we need to really be kind of advocating and getting our our uh, sessions going towards in our learning environments. Um, yeah, so that's actually where my sessions for the conference in Australia are actually around putting purpose and meaning behind uh, actual planning and assessment practices. So I'm actually pretty excited to be doing that. I've always wanted to go down to Australia to go present this is the next best thing because it's going to be in person and it's going to be kind of a great way just to kind of uh, see how how that conference is going to roll out. I've always really been interested in what you guys do down there in Australia. It's very similar to the kind of philosophy and ideas behind kind of Canadian education and kind of also aligns with my own personal philosophies and pedagogical approaches. So it's going to be great just to kind of intertwine with that. Um, Some final words. Have, like, don't forget to have fun number one thing we have to do and fun is infectious uh, this has been fun doing this podcast with you um, but also as we get it back into the school year and some people are like yourself are in the middle of their school year just don't forget to have fun and let your kids see it do things that are fun do things for yourself that are fun be fun don't forget to do that yes we still have a job to do but don't forget the fun have a good day, everybody. Thanks a lot, Andy, for putting this on. Well, and truly set
1: that up for the final of episode one. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to have fun. Go out there. Have an amazing week. And Jason and Andy will be back next week with the catch up. Oh,
0: he makes the catch. And he makes the catch. Oh, he leaps. It's a spectacular catch! I seen and caught it! And he makes the catch! He did! He did! He did! Terry so he makes the catch! It's up
1: and he makes the catch!